He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know? What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you on this Monday. We are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org right now. Subscribe. It's a good time of year to be over there. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State playing this week in big collegiate events. We'll get into more of that later in the show. Also, a few local guys uh, making their PGA Tour debuts this week. Taylor Moore, Max McGreevy, and Joshua Creel all graduating from the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour. Head over to Golf Oklahoma. Oklahoma.org for all of that action. Boys, it is good to be back. The season is over. The Ryder Cup teams are picked. It smells like football. It is good for it to be September, arguably one of the best months of the year. Smells like member guests is what it smells like to me, right, Colby? Or member members, right? Member member is what I played in over the weekend, and it went quite well. Quite well. Made a bunch of birdies coming home, got uh, some nice clubhouse credit, and vaulted up to the top of the leaderboard for the season-long points race. So Remember when Colby said that, you know, I'm just going to save my clubhouse credit, and, and we were like, Colby, you got to win more to say to stack up your clubhouse credit. He was already, he and was we already... were giving him a little crap, and then he goes out and wins the next event. The John Rom of the Greens member members, Colby he, Pal. He's basically going in the clubhouse and saying, hey, whatever this big <laughs> item is, you save it until I win the next Mr. event. Mr. Skill, he's calling Colby Pal. Before it happened, <laughs> and he wins the next event. Now, Colby. Uh, the, the Greens has a Ryder Cup-esque event. You will be the captain. You'll be selecting 11 under other members to be on your team. Am I correct? Yes, I am. And, and by the way, so it's season-long race. Top 24 qualify for the MGA Cup, which is basically a Ryder Cup. You split into two teams. You play two days, alternate shot, best ball, and then singles matches. And captain sends out the pairings and all that stuff. And I just want to let everybody know, if anybody in the top 24 is listening, I take bribes. I mean, I am I am so open to bribes, you can't even believe it. You'll be my first pick, and I don't even we care what your handicap the, we gotta is. we got to do the live picks on the show. Oh, we got to have some picks. Who's, we got to have some sort of Who's the other captain? Something. Do you know who the other captain is? Uh, I saw his name. What was his name? Mark... Little, I think. Okay, is his name? I, I don't know him. Well, we need to have him. we need to have him on the show, and you guys do your live captains picks. That would be great, one hundred percent. And I bet he would be in. Is, I, don't, I don't know him, but I'm going <laughs> to say he would be in. Is is, is y'all deal? I'm assuming it's not. You know, the Ryder Cup they sit four players. Y'all don't sit four players, do you? No, no, no. All Nobody players. sits. Everybody plays. That's good because that would be lame. It would why, be super why, lame. Why, why you want to sit people? Yeah, it would be super lame. So, so, so my question is: Are you going to pick? Are you going to pick guys that are cool? Or are you going to pick guys that are good? Are you going to go? Are, is there anyone are you in the top twenty four? Is it at the greens? It is at the greens. Okay, so you got to pick bombers. It's just pitch and putt. Though. Yeah. So what? Is, what is your strategy as a captain? Here? Are, you, are you looking for team chemistry? You're looking for just the best players? Are you, you going to avoid? Is you got to stay away from the big drinkers. So is, team, is there a Patrick chemistry. Reed in the group? Unless, unless there's just some pick? baller that, that you know can pound fifteen beers and still make a four footer. Some guys get uh, anal fluid when they start drinking. <laughs> so, I mean, to stay away from the heavy drinkers at the greens would be tough. That would significant. I don't know if I could get to 12. I, I really don't know if I could fail out a team. My strategy is team chemistry. 
So I'm going to draft all my boys first okay. until they're all off the board because, you know, I'd rather I'd rather lose with my guys than than win with people I don't so know. So this is turning so I'm, into I'm the all star game draft where they're they're like I'll pick 100%. my friend, my friend, and and you know I'll pick you know Kyrie because I want to play with them later on. Yeah, and, exactly. And then, then you can be like Chuck when well, that one where he made fun of LeBron. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't trade your whole team for Anthony Davis. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. That's good. We should get Barkley on the phone for the yep. draft. That'd be great. Barkley loves that's golf. That's terrible. He'd be all about it. He'd be hey, all that's about That's terrible. It. So uh, I heard the show last week. I was out, but I heard Randy Williams made his 73rd whole debut. <laughs> yes, he did. Within what the first champ. 30 seconds of the show, he called me unpatriotic. What a champ Randy Williams is. <laughs> uh, he was sitting there listening to our, our Ryder Cup debate. But, Colby, I got to bring up the question. It is the elephant in the room. We brought it up on the show. One and done, I had to scroll down. I couldn't tell you how far. I literally, my tabs could not go any further down. <laughs> you got to defend to, yourself. To, to defend, I mean, you got to defend yourself, Kobe. You cracked the what top 100 bar- barely. I don't I mean, even know what you're talking about. What, <laughs> what is this one and done pool? I, what are you talking about? You only gave picks for it every week on our show. Did I? I this was just break, not jogging my memory at all. Uh, no, Sam here's started what a month late and only beat you by $3 million. Here's what happened. I don't want to uh, talk about my picks right now. It was now. like 2.4. Who's counting? Um, <laughs> I, I did. Well, I, yeah. We're talking about golf, not football. Sam. I know. But, <laughs> bro, I mean, I, I. But we can talk about your football picks because that'll really take the shine off of them. My one and done pick. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to relate to Colby. I'm in the same boat. We're in the little pick'em thing. Not only am I in your pick'em thing, I'm in Hayden Woods' pick'em thing too. And I went one and thirteen this week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, and twelve on the pick'ems, and then I ha- and then I hit my one live bet at the end. What did you live your bet? Only hit was a live. Bet. What was your one hit? I have to Chief, know what the one Chief's hit was. Money line. Chiefs Live money bet. line. Okay. Well, at least you didn't take them against the spread because uh, they wouldn't have covered. They that wouldn't was a good covered. line. No, and that I was know. a good game. No, I did take them against the spread, and they didn't cover. Oh, so then you live bet a money line. Yeah. So you hedged okay. it. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. No, no, um, no. I'll go through it. It was Texas. It was Miami. It was Ohio State. It was OSU. It was who else lost? So this it was just week? a bunch Tampa of bad Bay. Picks. Oh, my lock of the week this week was Green Bay. <laughs> uh, that was close, at least. Yeah. That yeah. Only, that only lost by to Jameis. By the way, I want to ask you guys this real quick while we're talking about football. Was Western Carolina the worst team that OU's ever played? Um, that's got to be way up there. I mean, way up there. They were up forty-four to nothing with like ten minutes left in the second quarter. It's maybe they yeah. were mad at the fact they almost lost to Tulane, so they actually came out with <laughs> no, some I fire. Know. And yeah. I'm at least glad that uh, Coach Riley was like, "Hey, keep playing till the end of the freaking whistle because <laughs> if, we keep quitting in the third quarter and almost <laughs> lose every game." If OU and Western Carolina played ten times, would Western Carolina score three touchdowns total? I, I really don't. I really don't answer. think so. They're really bad. If their over under was like two and a half points, would you have taken the over or the under? Uh, I mean, before the game, well, I probably would have taken the over just because I figure, you know, fourth quarter something goofy happens, <laughs> they kick a twenty-eight yard field goal, so that they, yeah. I probably would have taken the over, but not confidently. <laughs> it's just such a different level. It's like whenever OSU was supposed to play Clemson like a decade ago, and Clemson bailed, so they field in Savannah State. And won eighty four to nothing. It's like that's not a team that should be playing at this level, but they get the cash, so yeah, that all works. By the way, speaking of Randy Williams, didn't y'all play in a tournament yesterday? Uh, me and Caitlin played in a tournament. You and yesterday. Caitlin, yeah, played. we played at the old uh, Charlie Memorial Scramble. Charlie so, Randall Memorial Scramble. Yeah, so legend, legend of chicken. How'd that go? Uh, well, we won our flight, so we got flighted in the right because you play twenty seven. Caitlin's game. 
she she's getting better. She's she's definitely getting the short game down. She hit some some clutch shots when we needed. If I put her in a tough spot where it was one of those to where you know you you lay up and then I can kind of hit a hook or draw around a tree and go for it. She was able to put a punch shot out there perfectly <laughs> to set me up. And she gave me some good reads on some longer putts. Was able to hit them firm, firm in the back. So we we didn't play very good to start out, but that was how you needed to do it. Because they form. flied after nine holes. They flied after nine, yeah. And so the front nine was. I got about like two and a half hours of sleep. It was. I mean, it was atrocious. I mean, I, there was a bogey max, and we would have like doubled like three holes. Oh, there was. I mean, it was horrible. I couldn't even hardly stand up. And uh, but then you finally wake up. You know, you get you get to feeling better. And so we all had fun. So you won yesterday. I won yesterday. Sam, you did not win because all you're doing is bent football. So but Sam's playing this week. And the member, member guest. guest. Yeah, member guest at a golf club of Oklahoma with my boy Austin Ross. So that should be pretty fun. Except for the fact that I go on to the gin and I figure out that my handicap is still plus five point whatever. God. And so I am I allowed to say this that I entered some fake scores because I haven't played any <laughs> golf. Um I mean I, I definitely think that it might be frowned upon, but I'll say this. I mean we, you we, know that I'm not that anymore. We played a couple times this summer. You at this point are playing golf about once every two months, and you're not a plus five. No. You're, you're a good player. You're still scratch, but you're not plus five. I am curious, what what did your uh, handicap artificially become? It's like a plus three now. You have to enter like 20 scores. Just, oh, you have, it's, I, it's hard to make scores, it move. How many... F- "Quote unquote fake scores." Did you in in the last week? I've shot eighty at Lincoln East like four times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still in the pluses. I just wanted to go to scratch to make it fair. What what handicap is your teammate? He's he's like a solid four handicap. Okay, so that's so we're gonna be at the top of flight one, and you just y'all gonna have no chance. No, I don't know if you're hitting your driver straight though. If you're hitting, I'm going strictly for the tea gifts. I mean, if you're if you're hitting bombs, you never know. But I'll say bombs don't help at Golf Club of Oklahoma. Okay, so generally, as a general (laughs) rule, you gotta hit as straight as a string at that place. As a general rule, I would say it is highly frowned upon to go interface scores. As a general rule. But you did play collegially. You were playing every day. You were playing tournaments. You were playing competitively. But I didn't have a handi- I didn't have a handicap back then. I, I when got, did your handicap get established? It got established like I don't know, probably like in the middle. I, I established a handicap every year because you have to have one yeah. to enter the uh, U.S. Open qualifier. Yep. So that's what I'm saying is I would enter those scores before the like a month before the U.S. Open qualifier to just prove that you know. I can play, or I don't know why you even have to... So were the scores that got you to a plus five fake scores? No, the scores that got me to a plus five were real scores. From whenever you were playing a lot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but now I'm screwed, because I don't ever play. You know what you need to do? You know what you need to do, so it's more subtle? You need to, like, once every two weeks, go in and shoot 80 at Lincoln East. Because if you do it four days in a row, it's going to look suspect. Well, it's also not very subtle to just blatantly just tell everyone on the podcast that we're doing Oh, uh, nobody but, listens but, to this. <laughs> this is just for us. But I, no, I, I'm being no. honest because I just want to make it fair. I'm... <laughs> the irony. The irony is thick in that statement. I'm being serious. And look, I don't I'm ha- not a plus five. I don't hate it because, look, I know you're not a plus five. You're not a plus five. I'm not. But the system said you were a plus five, but now you're a plus three. I say leave it at a plus three and go from there. That way it's not too much. I feel like I should be a scratch play. I'm not going to go out and shoot under par every time at golf club. I never play anymore. 
The last time I chipped was Vietnam. <laughs> why, do, why don't you play anymore, by the way? Golf is fun. Because it's fun to not play golf now because I play <laughs> golf every day of my life for the last 25 years. That's fair. It is very true. Very That's fair. true. It is, it's nice to sit I'll back get, and get some AC when it's 100 degrees I'll get outside. done working, and it, I'll look outside. I'll be like, it's perfect outside. And I don't feel guilty for not going to practice. <laughs> so. and, you, and we all used to, right? I yeah. mean, the weather dictated if you went outside or not and played golf. So. Uh, all right, so why don't we do this? Why don't we turn our focus a little bit from the nonsense to the Ryder Cup because we have full teams now. We have full teams on both sides. By the way, I want to point out, my one-and-done picks were horrible, but I did accurately nail the Scotty Scheffler pick from Steve Stricker, so I did get something right. Uh, and the Euros have now finalized their team after the BMW Championship. The automatic qualifiers are Rom Fleetwood, Hatton, McElroy, Hovland, Casey, Fitzpatrick, Westwood, and Burned Wiesberger. And then Sergio, Shane Lowry, and N. Poulter are the captain's picks. Uh, boys, I think it's not too much of a limb to go out on to say that the Europeans might have gotten burned by the fact that they had nine automatic qualifiers. Yeah, I mean, this is we saw it with the U.S. whenever they uh, announced that the Ryder Cup was getting pushed back a year. That's when they decided, hey, instead of six, we're going to, or instead of four picks, we're going to have six because we have a little bit more um, ambiguity on who's going to be playing the best. And at, I think you're exactly right. So we can go over here to the strokes gain portion of it, like we always look at. Data Golf has Wiesberger as the 13th best player on the of the Europeans. So looking, for example, we were looking at Rose. And Rose, there's only 12 Rose, on the team, so that's not great. Yeah, so Rose <laughs> would have been 11th on the list. Of the people that made it, I do believe Wiesberger was was the last because you've got, of the guys on the European team, you've got uh, Rom, Rory, Casey, Hovland are leading it, Lowry's fifth, Sergio six, Hatton seven, um, Poulter is eight. The highest that did not make it was Alex Norn, who was actually ninth on the list. Oh. And then um, then you had uh, Matthew Fitz, who's, who's tenth, who's on the list. Rose was eleventh, didn't make it. Then you have uh, Fleetwood and Weisberger, twelve and thirteen. And then Lee Westwood down at sixteen was the the, uh, the next best. The two in between him that didn't get it were Robert McIntyre and Thomas Peters. So you do see that the two the two worst guys on the European team were automatic qualifiers, not captain's picks, which is something that usually you don't see that often. Usually you're kind of your last captain's picks are the guys that aren't playing the best, but the automatic qualifiers are the ones that aren't playing the best right now for yeah. the Europeans. By the way, I'm disappointed that my burned joke got no reaction. <laughs> It would, I mean, it what a name! It would have what been, a name, right? It would have it would have been fit better for the the Americans for Sam Burns. So, but you were close though. But his name's literally burned. They got burned by their own well, format. Well, that, that is true because it's not spelled the traditional burned. Right. It's uh, the uh, phonetic. B-E-R-N-D is how his first name is spelled. Literally just burned. Were, were, yeah. were they trying to do Bernhard, like Bernhard Langer and getting <laughs> got lazy? Maybe. Is he German? <laughs> I think he might be. I think he's... Because um, I know Longer uh, is. Bern Beesberger is... What, what's the flag with the red, white, and red? Uh, <laughs> red, white, and red. Boy, that narrows it down. <laughs> no, it's just red, German. white, red. He's no, Germany's red. black, red, yellow. Yeah, no, it's not what's Germany. Red, look I up think red, white, I think red, it's red flag. I think it's Switzerland. Let me see the flag. Right here, right here. Where's the flag? Or all we got to do is punch uh, in... Austria. That's got to <laughs> be really? it, it really might be Austria. I think it's Austria. Okay. We could just we gotta look, look at. We should have known this before we started I'm, the show. I'm a, I'm a big Austrian, flag guy. Austrian. I'm a big flag right. guy. Yeah. Shout out flags. Great pick there, Colby. So, basically, here's my deal about this whole thing is... If Wiesberger would have gone out and, you know, just really played his way onto the team, for instance, kind of like what Daniel Berger did in the last round of the Tour Championship, you know, 
he finished tied for 20th. He shot 72 in the last round and somehow still qualifies automatically for the team. I feel like that really hurts my Europeans. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, now oh, they're no, your Europeans. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. I feel like that really hurts my Europeans because when I go on data golf and look, Justin Rose and Wiesberger are very similar uh, over the past three months and over the past six months. Uh, Justin Rose is gaining a full shot on, or no, sorry, 0.69 shots on the field. Nice. And, and Wiesberger, you know, he's gaining 0.61. But what I'm saying is I would always take the experience over, you know, if, if they're equal. If they're equal, I'm always going to choose the experience. And I feel like that Justin Rose would have been a captain's pick had yeah. Wiesberger not made the lineup. And then it forced them to choose Lowry, which knocked, Rose out. I think if you put a true serum in Patrick Harrington, he would say that he's disappointed that it's Burn instead of Rose. He would rather swap Burn for Rose. Taylor, you had some of Eastberger's results pulled up earlier. What, what are the results that got him into this tournament? Because as far as everyone on this side of the pond knows, he's relatively unknown. R- real quick, and I just wanted to mention that Alex Noren, uh, who was not a captain's pick, over, over the last three months, has been gaining 1.21 shots on the field. He's been playing well this summer. So. Yeah, yeah I, I thought Norn was a, was an undercover guy who might have had a shot. I just think, like you said, those other guys were, uh, just had a little bit more when it comes to experience and all that. So, um, Burton Wiesberger, back in um, uh, just a few weeks ago, finished second at the Omega European Masters, which had a whopping strength of field of 80. So, that's not bad. Um, and then going back, his win, his only win that I see going back, was the Made in Hemmerland, presented by Fredja. And that was a strength of field of 57. Baller! Um, looking at some of his bigger tournament appearances, uh, Open Championship, T59. So at least he made the cut. Uh, uh, U.S. Open, missed cut. Uh, the other only top five, I see a top five at the BMW International, which had a strength of field of 97. That was a tournament that Hovland won, by the way. So... Uh, he got beat by a really good player there, I guess. But nevertheless, then you look back, he finished sixth at the Omega Dubai Desert Oak, which is January or February. I mean, I'm not seeing anything in here that justifies being an automatic qualifier for the European team. I no, see nothing. It has another, to go back to like two years ago points. I mean, that's the only way. Well, that and another thing uh, that really hurts the Europeans, in my opinion, is the fact that he's losing .26 shots on the field putting. And, and, and I think that putting is such a big part of the Ryder Cup. If I go back and look at his stats, he's, gain, or he's losing .26 putting, around the greens gaining .26. Approach, he's gaining .63, and off the tee, he's about even. So, you know, he's only gaining .56 on the field, whereas I feel like, you know, there were better options out there, whether it be Norin or Rose. This, this, ex- this explains but obviously, it. You know, it, he was an automatic pick. This explains it perfectly. It has to go back three years. Because in 2019, Wiesberger won three times, finished second and third that year. That's and, it. And I'll explain it right here. In basically the 20th week of, of 2019, he was the 378th player in the world. He won the Made in Denmark, the same yep. tournament that Wait, he... was uh, that after the last Ryder Cup? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yeah. The last, last Ryder Cup was in 18 Because you said three years. France, right? right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, um, so he went from 378 to 161st, won a couple weeks later at the Scottish Open to bump all the way up to 40th, and then he won the Italian Open a few months later to get up to 22nd in the world. Wow. So that has to be what, what's so doing. He went from 378th in the world to 22nd? Mm-hmm. And That's you know, a come up. And that was in 2018? 2019. 2019. 2019. Yeah. So in 2019... Off the tee, he lost .39 shots on the field, 
putting, he was only gaining .12, and that was by far the best of his career. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting for the Europeans. I was already prepared to make this statement, and now I feel even better about it. The Americans are going to steamroll Europe at this year's Ryder Cup. 16.5 to 12, that's the score prediction. Well, I mean, obviously, steamroll. obviously, because I picked the Europeans. That helps, too. That's a big factor. <laughs> I think between the burn factor, the Sam Humphreys factor, and By the, way, the playing on home soil factor. And I love the fact that the Americans have a bunch of rookies. We The Americans have so many guys with so much Ryder Cup scar tissue, and everybody's talking about how young the, the Americans are. The, the Americans need some younger guys that don't have all this scar tissue from the last two decades of getting their asses kicked, yeah. and I think that could benefit the Americans. That's a good point, and... You know, Stricker brought that up when he was talking about Scotty Scheffler, that if you really look at it over, you know, even since the 70s, that r- rookies in the Ryder Cup have actually had winning records. Uh, 2008, the U.S. won the Ryder Cup. Six rookies that yeah. year on the Ryder Cup team. Right, and, and but my point is, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk all this crap on uh, Bern Wiesberger. He'll probably go out there and not lose a match. Well, you say he's not a good putter. I think what we're not factoring in is that the Euros actually get to putt into an eight-inch wide hole in the Ryder Cup, <laughs> uh, and the Americans have to stick with four and a quarter. So that's a big yep. disadvantage for the Americans, but I think they can overcome it. Let me pull up. I want to pull up Justin Rose's stats on the year just to just to compare him to Wiesberger. On the year, Justin Rose, who is having one of the worst years of his career, is still gaining .25 putting, .26 approach, .10 off the tee. That's .78 total. That he's And remember, Bern Wiesberger was .56 total. And so Bern Wiesberger's having the best year of his career, and it still doesn't stack up to the second worst year of Justin Rose's career. Here's my question. Is is there any complaining that should he have picked Rose over Lowry or Poulter no, or Sergio? No, absolutely not. No. no, I don't think so. No, we're just saying that the Europeans kind of got screwed by having to pick Wiesberger is an automatic pick. Because it's because by their point system. The AQ, yeah, I know, no. the AQ that got kicked out was Lowry. Yeah. So it, Wiesberger took Lowry's spot. So if Lowry would have been amongst the nine, then the captain's picks would have been Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, and Justin no, Rose. No, the Europeans got yeah. their picks exactly right. Yes, oh, yeah. 100%. But they just fell victim to their own system, well, and I wouldn't Colby, be surprised. Yeah. We're saying the same yes. thing, yeah. The, the, yes. I wouldn't know. be surprised if they changed their system moving forward and do what the Americans do, six qualifiers and six right. picks, because if you don't do that, you really could have a guy who got mega hot one summer and won three times, and now we're playing the Ryder Cup way after that, and this guy is not the same player he was that summer, and now he's an automatic qualifier for something that he did a long, long time ago. Uh, so an automatic, back to the, go ahead, got, go ahead. I was just going to say USA side. Then it gave him the freedom, you know, not only – there's some guys like uh, Jordan Spieth, you know, who weren't even automatic qualifiers, but they're going to be automatic anyways. Like Jordan Spieth knew two months ago that he was going to be on the Ryder Cup team. And so it gives Steve Stricker the freedom to be able to say, look, you know, he basically we, – we went through it on the last show. He only had to make one pick, right? And Basically. So, yeah. Basically. We, we right? all agreed that five were pretty much locked in, and then he was debating between Scheffler, so, Webb, Nah, Kisner, I get Horschel, into that. if you that, think you're Horschel. That's Reed. What, that's what I want to get into. Do you all think he made the right pick? 
Uh, I mean, I definitely I, do. Scheffler was the guy I liked all along. He's the guy I predicted. I think he's the best fit for Whistling Straits. I love the pick. I'll say this. You know, we, we talk about analytics all the time. Data Golf, the best player who was not on any team was Webb Simpson, who was, uh, I believe, eighth overall out of every single player uh, on the Americans and European side. So very interesting that a top 10 player on both sides is not on the team. But Scheffler mm-hmm. was uh, down at 12 as opposed to Webb, and Scheffler had been playing better over the course of the last three months. So I completely agree with the pick and whenever I look at it from the European side perspective I just scroll scroll through here and I mean I, I look at Shane Lowry who's the fifth best on their data golf rankings and I just go through and I'm thinking and Sergio's sixth Terrell Hatton seventh Poulter's eight and I'm thinking just go look over here at five you know you got Daniel Berger JT Scotty Scheffler Jordan Spieth I just think that it, it I'm, I'm with you Colby even more I just think that it's going to be a land run. I really do. At least I think it should be. But like you said, the Europeans put into that eight-inch hole, so you just never know sometimes. So, I think it will be. T-Dub made a great point about Webb Simpson because I was about to make a similar point about Scotty Scheffler in, in the fact that Data Golf analytically uh, is ahead. Webb Simpson and Scotty Scheffler are ahead of Jordan Spieth, Harris English, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, Kevin Na, Sam Burns, Patrick Reed, Morikawa, and then Jason Kokrak, Billy Horschel, who won this week. So, there, you know, it wasn't – I feel like Reed wasn't even in the conversation. It had to be between Scheffler and Webb Simpson. I think so, too. And was there – were there any people on the planet more insufferable than the Kevin Naw stands after the captain's oh picks were made? Gosh. Who acted as if he was somehow robbed or snubbed. <laughs> also, as if he was somehow in the legitimate conversation no. for a captain's pick because he's been hot with the putter for six weeks. Come on. Kevin Naw was never seriously considered and to even, be a Ryder Cupper. Even if you look at the last six weeks, uh, or even if you look at the last three months, I mean... You know, him and Scheffler, Scheffler has gained .59 in the last three months, and he hasn't won. And Na gained 1.89 in the last three months, and he won. Yeah, he got on a little heater, but he was never going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Had a lot of people calling for Burns. Anyone thinking Burns should have been the pick? Uh, I mean, I think you could have definitely justified Burns. I wouldn't have taken him over Scheffler. Uh, I probably wouldn't have taken him over Webb, but he would have been my number three. I think he just fell victim of the American depth. There were just too many guys. If, if they would have picked Webb, it, it, it's a coin flip for me between Sam Burns and Webb. Yeah. It, just whether you want to, you know, go with the young guy, number one, and number two, which one you think is a good fit for whistling straights. Um, but I think they got it right with Scotty Scheffler. I think that, you know, whether he does good or bad, I think he was the right captain's pick. Here's my question. If Stricker hadn't made the picks today as opposed to last week, would Horschel have been the pick? I I don't By the think way, so. Billy Horschel loves winning right after they make the captain's picks. He does. It, it, does, who, it doesn't matter when they set the Colby, picks. Colby and I were talking about this. Who in Billy Horschel's camp came <laughs> went to him and said, you definitely have a chance of making this Ryder he Cup said, team. Billy Horschel said that he was gutted. He didn't get called from <laughs> Steve Stricker. And my first thought was who in Billy Horschel's camp told him he was getting a call from Steve Stricker. I, I said to be a vice captain. That's what I thought. <laughs> he wasn't even on the radar. I mean, great win at the BMW this week. Great win. He wasn't even on the radar to be a captain's pick for the Ryder Cup. It's just, it's crazy. So, uh, what is that? Next? Is that next weekend or two weeks? That's 20, next, next weekend. 25th. Wow. Yep. That's yeah, coming it, up. Yeah, because we got the first PJ Tour event this week, and then they have a break, uh, one-week break because of, of the Ryder Cup. Yeah, okay. So, next weekend is the Ryder Cup. So, what you're going to want to do, pop that on the TV, 
kick back, put your feet up, and drink yourself a clubby. Clubby is a more drinkable version of the Oklahoma staple, the club special, the official seltzer of slicing limes, not swings. Lemon lime natural flavoring. It has electrolytes, does not contain artificial flavors, perfect for a hot day on or off the golf course. Specifically formulated for golfers of every handicap, makes shooting any score bearable. The freshest, smoothest, leanest, greenest, number one seltzer in golf. Saw a lot of clubbies this weekend at the Greens. Uh, clubbies blowing up. I even I was at the grocery store and I saw an inflatable clubby golf cart hanging from really? the ceiling. I'm like, shout out Clubby, man. They're getting after it They're on the advertising side. Yeah, I love it's good it. Good stuff. Good stuff. By the way, before we get off the Ryder Cup talk, uh, I know a lot of people enjoyed this when T-Dub and I did it uh, the other week. Um, let's go. Let's click on Data Golf Analytical Rankings, okay? For the Ryder Cup? Yeah, for the Ryder Cup. Okay. Okay, and then we're going to go head-to-head down the board. Okay. Okay, so for instance, the top guys are Patrick Cantlay versus John Rom. Okay, and, and we're gonna do the guys that that are picked, correct? Yes. Like, like for example, yes. for instance, Webb Simpson will be not in the and, conversation. And Alex Norn for the Europeans. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yep. All right, yeah, let's do but, it. The, but the top twelve guys analytically on each team will go head to head. I love it. Let's do it. All right. So the first one is Rom and Cantlay. Who are you picking? I'm picking uh, Rom. Yeah, I'll go Rom. I, I probably will too. Even though we just saw him go head to head, I know he started how many ever strokes ahead. But Cantlay did go toe to toe against him, so I mean, these do, does have that. I, mean, I think in it's, his belt. I but, think it's but, close, but Rom's it, just been. It, if they if they play a hundred times, Rom should win sixty five. And I think probably. the yeah. Whistling Straits is a great course for John. Rom. I think so too. I think so too. So what's the next matchup we've got? DeChambeau versus Rory. DeChambeau and Rory. That's one of those where DeChambeau could win six and five, or he could lose eight and seven. I would go Rory more often than not. I'll go to Shambo. You want to know why? I think that he's going to be energized by the fact that for the first time in a long time, there's gonna be a bunch of people rooting for him. That's true. That's a good point. There's gonna be a bunch of people rooting for him. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, not necessarily the same thing as the Patrick Reed effect, but I mean, Reed likes going out there and having everybody rooting for him. He doesn't get it very often. I think we could see a similar effect with Bryson. So I'll give him a, a slight edge over Rory. You know, okay. So you look at the last three months. Rory's gaining one point four five strokes. Bryson's gaining one point nine seven. So that I, I would say, I would say that's the biggest coin flip match. One of the biggest, just okay. because Bryson is such a wild that, card. That's fair. Uh, then DJ versus Paul Casey. DJ. Uh, I'm DJ. going DJ. DJ. Yep. DJ, yep. definitely. Even though the strokes gained over the last three months isn't that drastic. Paul Casey, 1.66. DJ, 1.85. It's right. really not that. As far off as people would think it is just by their names. To, to me, that's a big-time course fit matchup. Course fit way better for yep. DJ than for Paul and, Casey. And he's as had prior he, success there. Yeah. As long as he doesn't ground his club in the bunker. Right. He's had prior <laughs> Are success. Are they going to be bunkers this week? We talk about scar tissue. Um, DJ's uh, got I mean, himself no, scar week. tissue. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm assuming they'll do the same thing. Where they you just, think so? I don't know. They may have changed it all ever since the old DJ thing. Okay, yeah, that knows? is a fiasco. Moving on. We got Shoffley, and we have Victor Hovland. Uh, Shoffley in a close one. I'm going Javi in a close one. Over the, So, over the last three months, you got 1.69 nice from Shoffley compared to 1.48 from Hovland. Hard to go against a gold medalist. That's yeah. all. I mean, I mean, it's tough. It, it'll be a coin flip. But also, I think... Um, Whistling Straits is a course that could fit Hovland's game because you ha- you'll have a lot of long approach shots out there. Fun fact, the last time Xander put on the red, white, and blue, lit it up. That's true. That's and there saying. is no cut at the Ryder Cup. Corey. No cut at the Ryder Cup, limited field. Xander Shuffley. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but also, I thought y'all didn't like uh, defending champs. Wait, what? In the, in the, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, the, you said the last time he put on the red, white, and blue, he won. Oh, sorry. oh, you're talking about the last time someone won a tournament then playing the very next week. 
or the next time they tee it up. Yeah, or you you guys always talk about oh I don't want to pick the defending champ and Colby had just brought oh, up. Oh okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yep, that Red, went over my blue. head for a minute. It's no, I was just talking about the Olympics, but anyways, yeah. uh, so n- now we got Shane Lowry and Daniel Berger. Uh, out of a hundred times, Berger would win seventy. I yeah, I would go Berger. I got. I do like I, Shane Lowry. I don't, I don't know, know why. in the Ryder Cup. Maybe just, it's the accent. Maybe it's the cussing on the course. I, love I don't Shane know. Lowry. I really like Shane Lowry. I but I, I'll narrowly go Daniel Berger. But I think Shane Lowry could be one of those Euros that we just, at the end of the week, we're sitting here and we're going, but, God, how'd that guy make everything? Yeah, I, although, you say that, but he's actually losing shots uh, on the year putting. But uh, strokes gained approach, Shane Lowry is gaining .71. Ooh, on that's the field. handy. So that's handy. I mean, it, it's interesting. It, that would be an interesting matchup, but he, you guys are probably right. I'll, I'll, probably probably go I'll tell you Berger. what. I think Lowry will have a good record in the alternate shot format. That, yeah. Probably with how well he's hitting it. Probably yeah. him. Him and Rory will probably be a, a hard team. to So beat. then you yeah. got Justin Thomas versus Sergio Garcia. JT six and five. Uh, JT. Okay. Yeah, JT. Well, you you say that right off the handle, but. Over the last three months, Sergio Garcia is actually gaining .59, and Justin Thomas is only gaining .17, or 1.59, and Justin Thomas is gaining 1.7. So it's, it's really, close. it's pretty close. Uh, I will say this. JT obviously had the win at the players. He was really average for a long time after that. He's been dealing with some putter woes. I mean, yeah. he's been burning he's been burning edges for months, guys. So that worries me a little bit, but I... The talent is too much for me to pick Sergio. I still have to go. I'd still have to go Thomas. Like I said, you're you're right that he has had some putting woes, but in his last 15 events, he hasn't lost strokes gained on the field total. Uh, and in uh, the f- entire year of 2021, Justin Thomas is actually gaining shots putting. Okay, so who we got next? So, Scheffler and no, uh, yeah, Scheffler and let's Hatton, see Hatton, I believe. Here. Hatton. Yeah, we're going. Sh- wow, that the rookie versus Hatton. This is a tough Scheffler. one for me. Scheffler. H- Hatton's been playing terribly. I mean, he's yeah. the opposite. the The exact opposite of trending over the last two years, one year, six months, three years, or three months going backwards. He's gaining one point five one, one point four seven, point nine two, point six five. His game is getting progressively worse. He's I, by I lo- far over the last three months, he's by far the worst player in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I'll go Scheffler. I'll Scheffler. go with the rookie. Definitely, I'll go Scheffler too. So, then we're going Spieth versus Ian Poulter. Spieth. Oh, we got a pizza bet on that. Yeah. Oh, y'all do we have do. a pizza bet. <laughs> um, I'll go with Spieth. I mean, could Poulter go stupid Poulter and do stupid Ryder Cup things? Yes. But it's almost like the at some point this has to stop happening. Like, at some point he has to stop, you know, basically playing what's the equivalent of shooting 62 every time he tees it up in the Ryder Cup. I, he just can't do it forever. And at Whistling Straits... Uh, I'll take Spieth. Me too. Spieth also finished second here in 2015 to Jason Day. I'll but would have won the tournament if Day didn't have one of the best tournaments ever. I'll take Poulter, not only because of all the Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup glory. I think that Poulter, over the last three months, it's very comparable, his numbers to Spieth, gaining point, or 1.35. Don't get me wrong. I think if those two played, Poulter could win, but it's not something that I would pick. But it wouldn't shock me, but I wouldn't pick it. Okay. Then you got Mr. Skill... Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick versus Harris English. Give me Harris. Yeah, I'll go Harris. I'll go. He's had a better summer. I've already told 
T-Dub, I said I would take Matt Fitzpatrick in a pizza bet versus whoever in singles. Uh, la- really? The last the last three months, Harris is gaining 1.94. Uh, Mr. Skill is gaining 0. .72. I more, know. more than a full stroke. I but understand. like you said, anything can happen in one match of golf. Hell, I could beat Tiger Woods in one round of golf. I mean, you know, you never know. And, and putting. Well, he's, he, a, he's got one leg, Tyler. Matt Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I, I, I still like his chances. Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, in 2021, is gaining over half a shot on the field putting and half a shot off the off the tee, which is a little bit surprising. That That's, is a little surprising. Yeah. That means he's just very accurate off the tee, Mr. Skill. Big, yeah. big fairways out there, though. I mean, you know, the accuracy is not going to – if he's struggling that much with his approach shots, I, I don't really like his chances. I'll go with Harris. Go dogs. Fair enough. All right, we got Tommy, 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 Tommy Fleetwood. Fairway Jesus. Versus Tony Fino. I'll, ta- Tony Fino. I'll take whoever's versus. You could have said any name on the other side. I'll take that guy over Fleetwood right now. I'll go Fino too. Okay, I, I'll say that. But Fee, up until up until he won at the Northern Trust, we were thinking Fino was not even really on the. I mean, he was kind of in that radar of picks, but there was other picks we liked above him. So I think he'll be closer than the experts think, as Lee Corso would say. Yeah, he found he's found some form though. Fleetwood's still looking. So maybe he finds it that way. Euros have a, a tendency to do that, but I'll go Fino. So then we got Brooks Kepka. Who you know has struggled with a little injury lately? Injury wild card, burned Beesberger. Oh God! I mean, I mean, how can if he's healthy? <laughs> you have to no, go Brooks. It's right? Obviously, Kepka. Yeah. I mean, the only caveat is, I mean, if he actually is hurt and just tries to play through it and plays bad, I mean, yeah, Burn Beesberger is still a good player, but you have to go Kepka. And then we go Morikawa, also been struggling with injury versus yeah. Lee Westwood. I well, still, I mean, it's once again, be more it's same thing. We once, just, yeah. Yeah. these are two both just injury. It's, so, they're literally both questionable. So, so on paper, the U.S. should just dominate. Sixteen and a half to twelve. That's what I've been saying for months, Sam. Sixteen and a half to twelve. Book it uh, on book paper. It. On paper. That's, well, that's all I can look at the right Euros, now until the tournament. Till they tee it up. The all Euros look at money line are the best bet of the year. Here, I'll put it on paper. Sixteen and a half to twelve. It is now on paper. There we go. <laughs> Done. Book if they actually win sixteen and a half to twelve. If they win 16 and a half to 12, I'm going to be doing a victory lap. Sam, didn't you also say the, the lock? What, I think it was the lock of the century was Hawaii when you were in Hawaii <laughs> on your honeymoon. He was in Hawaii, <laughs> bet Hawaii, said lock of the century, and they got drilled. That, that was football. That was football. That was football. <laughs> uh, why don't we do this? Um, so, BMW Championship, just quick recap. Billy Horschel wins by one. Clutch up and in. Nifty down. up and in on 18. What'd you say? He was like 80 yards? 91. And- 91 yards, threw it to a foot. Drove it, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Wentworth, one of the best golf courses in the world, finishes on back-to-back par fives. Uh, 36-hole leader. My Y'all hero, like that? I do. I think it's really I kind of cool. like it. I, I, wouldn't li- I wouldn't like it on every golf course. I would like it on every hole. But for, on Man National. On, on Man, Man National. National. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like it on every course, but I like it occasionally, and Wentworth does it really well. Wentworth is, is so gorgeous. And so, my hero, Apple Barnum, he bogeys 17, pars 18, finished at 18 under. Billy Horschel uh, steps up on, on 18 at 18 under, hits in the rough. Then he has to lay up to 91 yards, and that pin is not an inviting spot, no matter if you have a what yardage it's in. Puts it out there 10 feet right, puts a little draw spin on it, rides the slope down to a foot. I mean, it's one of those where he just goes up and taps it in. And he not even of, nervous about it. He had one of the most Billy Horschel. Uh, sorry, I'm getting a call here from Puppy Paws Co. So what is that? Is that, that for means Piper? you have a puppy paw now. Is that I, for, is that I don't for, know what that is. Is that for Piper? How's the puppy? The puppy's great. Puppy ready for the Ryder Cup? Oh, she'll be all in her European... In her European blue, in her blue and yellow. I'll get her a European outfit. Yeah, get her some blue her, and yellow. Get her a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Billy Horschel, by the way, 
he had one of the most Billy Horschel celebrations to that shot I've ever seen. He almost broke his club. It banged against it banged <laughs> the staff back. What if he missed that putt and had to go into a playoff and then he's out of 56 degree? What, was he still mad that he's not on the Ryder Cup team? <laughs> no, he was like happy and he like banged it against the back. My thought was, what if he bangs and he snaps the putter? <laughs> Miss the putter. <laughs> then we got to step up and tap in the fo- one foot to 18 inch putt with a wedge <laughs> yeah. to win the tournament. But those bags aren't the, you know, stand bags that we're used to. Those bags True. are pretty I, happy. Have any of yeah. y'all ever done that? Like bang your club against a bag and, and broke a No, shaft? but I, I have, have heard a great I, story I, about I, Michael Hampton. I've done it before. Have I ever told you guys the story about Water Chase before? I don't think so. About no, Michael Hampton at Water Chase? No, I've definitely never heard this story. Tell should it now. I, should I tell it? Tell it now. You okay. have to tell it. <laughs> I've got an even better idea. How about we just try to call the hamster himself uh, and get the story straight from the source? We had to go straight okay. to the source to get the uh, story from Water Chase. Edmund North, back in the day. So, Michael Hampton, uh, who apparently goes by Hamster, yeah. joining us now on the show. So, Michael, set the scene for us. What was taking place that day in Dallas, and how did it all play? Start on number 10, go through number 11. Okay, so I'll, I'll set the stage. So, I'm, I'm finally, you know, playing good golf. I'm on the, I'm on the varsity top five. And uh, two weeks prior to Water Chase, I had made a 10 and shot like 76. Okay. <laughs> so fast forward two weeks to Water Chase. Um, we're playing a 36-hole golf tournament. And I start on number 10. And it's this weird par five that has two fairways. So there's a left fairway and a right fairway with trees. And, you know, I hit the drive good. Um, and I played this golf course when I was growing up. So I just thought I knew all the yardages and I laid up in this little crick. So I was immediately off to a bad start, uh, admittedly. So you weren't um, going for it. You were laying up. No, I was laying up with an iron into the hazard. <laughs> I hit, I hit, I hit an eight iron into the, into the crick. <laughs> okay. So, here, so hold that thought, hold that thought for one second here. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. <laughs> okay, fire away. Like I, it wasn't like I pushed it into the water. I striped the iron. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, it was not a good start. So I get in there with the mud, and you know, like how it's early in the morning, it's all dewy and all that oh. BS. So I'm in there in the mud, and I hack it out of there, like just short of the green. All right. So then I clean my shoes off. I'm like way behind my, my playing partners already. <laughs> I, I get up there, hit the chip, you know, five, six feet short of the, of the hole. And I leave my putt um, sitting on the front lip. Well, normally when I'm playing with Sam and all the Oak Tree kids, I would just go up there and scoop it up with my putter. Um, and so that's exactly what I did. I went and scooped it up and then I threw the golf ball into my, like at my bag and I hit my bag and I turn around and the, and the people are like, nobody's playing. They're just looking at me. They're like, what just happened here? And so I had to take a 10. I thought you threw I'm it into the in, creek. Well, I threw it into the into my bag and then I threw it into the creek. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not only that, I had to go get the ball because you can't change your ball. Um, so I went, got the ball, 
placed the ball on the front lip and tapped in for 10. <laughs> so, right. so, so we're getting into the Billy Horschel side of things on the next hole. So I am hot right now. I'm like super hot. And again, it's this, uh, it's a par four where there, you can either hit driver over the water or you can hit like a four iron short of it and then hit into the green. Right. So I am hot. So I pull out the big driver. And I just roast it. And I'm walking up there. I'm like, okay, we can recover. I get up there and I can't find my ball. I didn't get it over the creek. <laughs> so I, I take a draw from the fairway, um, hit it on, and make double. So I start 10 double. Uh, and I'm now six over par through two. When did no, you seven pick? over par through two. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I'm walking up to the next hole and I throw my bag down on the side of the cart path. Um, and then, you know, whatever, play the par three, I hit like a seven iron. So the next hole, this is where Billy Horschel comes into play. I get up on the next hole. I pull out my driver. It's broken in half. I pull out my three wood. It's broken in half. I pull out my five wood. It's broken in half. And I pull up my hybrid, and that's broken in half. <laughs> so I go, hey, guys, like, my club broke. What, what am I going to do here? And I skirted the rules just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, okay? <laughs> just a little bit. And I got my coach to get me a, um, a Cobra driver three wood and five wood that had a regular shaft in it. So it was I'm Cobra. Just it in, was Cobra. Okay. I'm, I'm just in deep doo-doo right now. <laughs> and you know what? I, I am an odd golfer to say the least, but I ended up playing pretty good from there. And I ended up shooting like 10 over par for the tournament. <laughs> for 36. For 36. After being a seven <laughs> over two. So what, what is, right. Michael, what is going through your head? It's the fourth hole, and anyone who's played high school or college golf knows 36 hole days are just the worst because you're out there for 12 hours. <laughs> you're on your fourth right. hole, and you have 10 clubs in the bag. I mean, what are you thinking at this point? I'm thinking, oh, no. I mean, I, I, well, A, the, the, and the second thing is, is I go, oh, no, like Sam and Nick and all the guys are just going to roast me. <laughs> I made another, they were calling me, so my last name is Hampton. Sam was calling me Hampton for the last, like, two weeks. So I had already made a 10. Uh, when I was supposed to, I could have won the golf tournament if I didn't have a 10. <laughs> and then now I make a 10 and break all my clubs. <laughs> and uh, now I'm uh, like, I'm swinging as soft as I can because I have this regular graphite shaft Obra. <laughs> and I'm just going, what am I doing here? Like, yeah, it, it was a mess. So true. And then at the, at the end of the golf tournament, and true at the North fashion, we took uh, all eight pieces of my clubs and we stuck them at the on the back of the ninth green when I finished. So, so true or false? You told the guys in your group. You told the guys in your group. If you say that was out of anger, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wasn't that forceful. I just said, 
I said, guys, give me a break here, okay? I, we're just gonna say we're we're just gonna say that my bag fell over and my stuff broke. So I wasn't threatening to beat them up. I just was like, come on, guys, I'm seven over par. Do you want to play with me all day with the four iron? Like, do you really want to play with me all day with the four iron? I'll, I'll be, we'll be out here all day today. So, Michael, not only are you not allowed to replace a club if you break it out of anger, it has to be the exact same model of club. So not only did we infringe on the anger rule, we infringed on the replacing the exact replica because we brought in some Cobra regular shaft women's women's set. Michael. Well, see, uh, you know, I I grew up a uh, a Patriots fan, so I learned if you're not if you're not trying to break the rules, you, you're not trying. You know what I mean? So whatever competitive advantage I can get, I'm gonna get it. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant, Michael. We appreciate you taking a few minutes to tell oh. that story. Sam had kind of brought it up, and he's like, you know what? Let's go to the source. So we appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your Monday. And we're damn glad we did. That was a, that was an awesome story. Sounds good, guys. All right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Later. <laughs> Michael Hampton joining us here on the 73rd. That, that was, was awesome. Talking about high school golf. High school golf stories are endless. Dude, there's there's a lot of them that can't be said on the show. I mean, I mean, especially for me and Colby. I mean, Chickasha, you can get into some deep, dark, dire stuff down there. And we only have four guys on our team, so pretty tight-knit group. Pretty tight-knit group. Hoosiers, if you will. Uh, yes, absolutely. So this is what we need to do. Since Billy Horschel won the BMW, we're still doing name drafts. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the other side. We'll talk a little bit about the Fortnite Championship coming up later this week. Local guys making their debuts. College golf being played this week. Oklahoma in action down at Merido, which will be on Golf Channel. We'll let you know about that. And then we're going to draft Billy's. Here's my question. We need to determine this before we go to break. Can you draft Bill, or does it have to be Billy? There has to be Billy in the name. If okay. you, if there's a guy named Bill whose real name is Billy, like like although they have to either be known by like known as Billy. You know what I mean? Like because because if, so, we, if so we're so doing like, Bill, here, that opens a, up. Uh, there's a bunch of Bills that aren't Billys, right. so we need to clarify. H- here's a really good one. Bill Nine, Bill Nine, the science guy. Like, does he count? No, I would say no. That's, not, that's a, not a Billy. That's not a Billy. Okay, so no, that like Bill to, Murray. Bill Murray wouldn't count because that's not a Billy. Unless his name is actually Billy. Is his name actually Billy? I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? We can look it up. If we draft somebody and we don't know if their name's actually Billy, we can look it okay. up. But no no just Bills. It has to be Billy. Right. Okay. All right. We're on and, the same and, page. Uh Bill Murray is William James Murray. That's not even a Bill. No, see that's we don't so, even know. Yeah. We can't even, we can't yeah. even have a Bill. So, so Bill Murray's out. No Caddyshack on the show today. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back. Stay with us here at the seventy third hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at mcrayroofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McCray Roofing for your free inspection today.
Greg rolling along here on a Monday, the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. GolfOklahoma.org. Don't wait. Do it right now. You're going to forget. Do it right now. GolfOklahoma.org. And while you're at it, make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the 73rd hole on Twitter, 73rd hole on Instagram. Uh, you can tweet at us, tweet us questions, comments, whatever the case may be. Like, subscribe, uh, review, rate, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Fellas, PGA Tour back in action this week. Uh, what was formerly known as the Safeway Open is now the Fortinet Championship, not the Fortnite Championship, as we were trying <laughs> to uh, determine before we came on the air. But kind of a decent field. John Rahm playing this week. Hideki's in the field. Phil, Phil is playing this week. And of note here locally, we've got three guys graduating from the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour who will be teeing it up this week in Napa. That's Taylor Moore, Max McGreevy, and Joshua Creel. I cannot wait to see these guys' names on the leaderboard. Hopefully they're all there Saturday and Sunday and somebody can get themselves up into contention in the debut trip to the PGA Tour. I mean, I feel like this is the Oklahoma Open, guys. I mean, we got Creel, got uh, Quaid's in the field, T. Gooch is in the field. You already mentioned McGreevy, T. Moore, Kevin Toy, Peter Uline, Bo Van Pelt in the field. The, the uh, former previous champion, Kevin Toy. Yes, that's a very good yep. point. Yeah, what yeah, do you win here? Eighteen, twenty eighteen. I, I think, think so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he had uh, a lot of exempt, and he was in the uh, played at Kapalua there as well. So, so yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I feel like this is the Oklahoma Open. I mean, Oklahoma golfers are just taking it over. Yeah, I, mean, I talked to Josh Creel uh, last week, and he was like, "Man, it's like there's no." off season for me this year you know it's straight turnaround right to napa at his first pga tour event and napa i know for the guys is a fun tournament to take their wives i think a lot of guys take their wives up to napa uh you know it, it's a great area for that I for guess. wine connoisseurs yep. i believe y'all wine guys uh a little bit it depends on i'm, I'm definitely more red than, Def, yeah. than uh, I, i'm the same well, way yeah. i mean my but, life motto is the redder the better but that does not apply to wine. I'm not a wine guy. I was redder the better when you're an OSU fan. Yeah, oh, it's just it's more of a ginger thing. Just red hair. <laughs> That's a good point. Red hair don't care. You know. Yeah. No, I understand. No, that makes sense. The I redder just, the I, head. I, the, uh. I, I do have to say this. We did call it out on the show. You missed the last show because your AC was out. Oh. I do feel a little AC in the house for five days. The it AC feels was nice out. in here, Colby. For five days, the AC was out, boys. Oh my goodness! It was a long five days. What did you it was, do? So we have a portable AC unit in our bedroom. So like first thing in the morning or like late at night, pretty much after midnight. So basically from the hours of midnight to like 8 or 9 a.m., our bedroom was comfortable. But in the middle of the day, whenever it's 98 outside like it was every day last week here in Oklahoma, it was, I mean, it can't keep up. So we were staying in our bedroom because it was cooler than the rest of the house, but we were still sweating. And if you walked in the rest of the house, I mean, it was like 88 degrees in the house. So you, you leave the bedroom, it is just, you're sweating. I, I think we found out the day that it went out. It was in here. Uh, it it was really that, hot in here. That one, one day. show, I walked out of here and I we was I looked like I jumped in a swimming pool. Yeah. Here's my question: Is it because we never test them in the opposite times? That why is it the AC always goes out in the summer and the heat always goes out in the winter? It's never the opposite. Uh, just, is it because you never turn the heat on in the summer? The way the AC or AC companies set it up, <laughs> you got to come back. Just stress on the unit. <laughs> just stress on the unit. I mean, when it's 100 degrees outside, your AC has to work super hard to keep it cool. When it's zero degrees outside, your heater has to work super hard to keep it hot. It's yeah. just stress on the unit. First, but, you know, I, I, I said it was first world problem, but no AC may end up being crossing into at least first world and a half problem. Maybe? Yes, I think so. <laughs> no, yeah. AC is not a first world problem. Like, I mean, I, it is, but like a first world problem is something you can't live or you can live without. Uh, AC, I can't live without AC. The first world problem is. Uh, like, for example, at old OU games, not being able to buy beer in the stadium. Yeah, like, or like, or like your Wi-Fi not working. Wi-Fi comes way after 
AC. Uh, that, there are, some, there are key. some there are some countries that don't have AC. I know both that. are key, but but they're yeah, also more north. I'll say this: it's good to have it back. It's been nice sleeping at night with uh, <laughs> with the nice cool house. So it's been nice to have it back. Dogs are enjoying it being back. The mountain dog last week not a good week for the mountain dog. <laughs> he he was not enjoying the AC being <laughs> he out was at hating all. It, huh? Yeah, but uh, we're pretty much back to normal. So uh, good luck to all the local guys this week. Also, didn't mention Zalatoris is going to be there this week. So really good field for yeah. Napa. And I think you guys were asking why John Rahm is playing. I think it's probably just for Ryder Cup reasons, trying to stay sharp before the Ryder Cup. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing here Kevin Noss playing. Is he trying to earn a spot on the team still? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. You think he's going to be walking into putts this week? Oh, I guarantee he is. I guarantee it. Phil's I mean, playing. Got Any chance of him winning? Uh, <laughs> you think maybe he's funny. trying to stay fresh for the Ryder Cup for his assistant vice yeah. captaincy? Hey, sleeper, Hideki's playing. We didn't talk about him. Oh uh, yeah, Hideki. He, no, yeah. no, no Ryder Cup implications there. Trying to really build up his uh, President's Cup resume. Really needs to bolster the old uh, President's Cup resume. Charles Howard third player, another issue yep. guy. Max Chucky Homa, California guy. Absolutely. Should be a great week at the Fortinet Championship, and hopefully some of the local guys teeing it up for the first time on the PGA Tour will have some success. Go see our good friends at the Spine Clinic, Dr. Beach and Dr. Brawley, both avid golfers, total complete spine care. Spine Clinic offers the capability to approach all options before surgery. Dr. Beecham specializes in interventional pain management, and he is double board certified in anesthesiology and pain management. However, if you are needing back surgery, Dr. Brawley recently received the honor of being listed as one of the top 20 spine surgeons under the age of 40 in all of North America. Visit thespineclinicok.com, located off Broadway Extension on Britain in Oklahoma City. Fellas, the Merido Collegiate Invitational Big Time Tournament that takes place down in Carrollton, Texas every year. Oklahoma is down there as are Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, USC, TCU, A&M, SMU, and Ohio State. Some of the notables, Wake Forest down there as well. And the fun thing about this tournament, guys, it's going to be televised on the Golf Channel. We clamor for more of this and a handful of tournaments every year are broadcast. This is one of them. Uh, Today, Monday, September 13th, tomorrow and Wednesday, it'll be on from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock every night uh, Central Time on Golf Channel, which, I mean, that's big time for OU and some of these other programs. Any chance to play on TV in college uh, is awesome, and I love that we're getting this event televised. I absolutely love it. And, you know, during quarantine, Merido had those two tournaments uh, out there and and all those good players that played in that tournament and in those two tournaments were saying that it's one of the hardest courses they've ever played especially when the wind picks up so you might expect to see some higher scores than normal I mean Southern California right now USC's 10 over through eight holes right now yeah and, and that's just at the start of the tournament right now they Texas also got Tech. 14 clubs in the back <laughs> they probably might not, maybe might not, not anymore. anymore yeah uh, but Texas Tech and Wake Forest off to the early lead at one under and they're through four through seven uh and then uh OU is one over uh on four through seven so very very early on in that tournament but uh OU you know I I would assume would be the favorite for that tournament like you said um you know there's some good teams like Texas Tech Wake Forest uh you know my McGraw's Baylor team. Baylor Liberty is always pretty good. SMU, uh, who would I, who I would assume would play there quite a bit. Uh, Arizona State, Texas, and, and Texas A and M. So OU's the favorite, but by no means does that mean uh, that they are going to run away with this thing. Yeah, I mean, OU's definitely the favorite. They're one of the best teams in the country, but um, they did lose some guys, and I think that there are still some unknowns with OU's program with some of these young guys. You might see OU have some great tournaments this year and then some poor tournaments. They're just really young. Real quick, before I forget, shout-out Drew Goodman. 
Fired a 59. Absolutely. Freshman. 59 is Belmar, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Belmar. Yeah. 59 at Belmar. He's teammates, in the Brad Dalkey Club. Yeah, now. teammates had some bottles of water and showered him and stuff. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot That's of fun. Cool. And, I mean, for a true freshman to come out, you want to earn the respect of your teammates? Go out and shoot 59 about four weeks into the school year. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, That'll do it. And he finished, t- uh, what, what did we say, T6 or T5 T- at, yep, at, yep. Uh, at Pebble Beach. So, I mean, that was a tournament where you take six, take five scores. And so, I mean, that's just awesome to see a freshman like that. And it just goes to show that uh, Ryan Hibble's recruiting prowess is getting, I mean, is getting even better than it already was. Yeah, Andrew Goodman struggling today, though. He just uh, went bogey double uh, on four and five. Uh, Logan McAllister bogey free two under on his round so far. Uh, like, And then Patrick Welch playing five man uh, back in the lineup again. Started off with a double, but then went birdie par, bogey birdie. Uh, so he's one over as well. Like I said, you know, it, it's not your normal college tournament. There won't be a whole lot of birdies this week, or if there are, there will definitely be some bogeys and others uh, to go along with them. And speaking of hard golf courses, didn't you say Oklahoma State's playing Olympia Fields this They're weekend? They're playing Olympia Fields on Friday in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, that'll be big time. That's Shout what out. BMW Championship was last year. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my guy, Jim Furyk. That's where he won his U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah 2003. Yep. Yeah, and so I mean, we saw Olympia Fields four under one there, and then they changed to uh, whatever the course was in Maryland, Caves Valley, and they yep. shoot 30 under par. And also, uh, bring up the OU side of it, they took uh, Stephen Campbell as a redshirt freshman over um, Ben Lorenz, who had been, uh, been a staple and was on the uh, national runner-up team last year so goes to show that even if you're on a great great team and playing fairly well you get guys come in they can beat you your spot is not secure which is one thing that i love about team and college golf yeah absolutely and then uh i just wanted to mention that uh my kansas city men's golf team is up in uh uh, manhattan kansas playing uh, playing against k-state uh and that field i mean i feel like kansas city they're a bunch of young guys too um Thomas Luger is the only guy that I played with, and I and I had stopped playing two years ago. Wow! And the, the other guys are all either uh, are all new, and two of them are French. And so, like the French connection continues at Kansas City. I was gonna say the French connection is real. Antoine Rosner, obviously the the yep. biggest name. That probably helps it. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, yep. comes over there, goes to UMKC, well, goes I, to the that, tour. That's what started it all. And yeah. so they were like, if it's good enough for Tony, then we'll go. So yeah. that's kind of how you know their connection started. And by the way. Not UMKC anymore when we talk about athletics. It's Kansas City. Oh, okay. Really? Is, is it just yeah, I didn't know is that. It Kansas City University? Is that, or is it University well, of Kansas still, City? It's still UMKC because it's under the University of Missouri. Okay. But, but that's only the schooling part. At, for, as far as athletics go, they want to be known as Kansas City University. All right. Okay. So Kansas, Kansas, City. City, Kansas City Chiefs University? Or yeah. is it still the Bruce? <laughs> Kansas City. The, the, the um, uh, there is a state school in that tournament. Sam Or Roberts is playing. Or so. Roberts, yep. yep. And they are in the same conference now as UMKC. Nice. Nice. So. Very nice. Uh, all right. I think it's that time. We ready to draft some billies? I'm ready to draft some billies. Let's draft oh, some oh, billies. I, I got it ready. Let's draw uh, cards. Uh, Ace is high card. Wait, We're uh, determining three, draft three order. Name snake draft? Three, na- three names three snake draft. Three names snake draft. Yep. High card gets the uh, high card gets the first pick. Really, two. Six. Tyler got Are you a two, a six. I also got a six. Oh, Sam, we draw here we go. Again. Here we go. Here we go. We draw again. Eight. Sam oh. gets an eight. I got a three. Wow. Sam, I me, want Taylor. it with an eight. You want it with an eight. Sam, me, Taylor. Taylor goes third. So Sam, you are up first in the drafting of Billy's. Who All is right. first off the board? I actually like this third pick. I don't mind being second because I got a couple that I really like. There's two that I'm like in love with. There's two. There. Uh, okay. So. My question to y'all is, do I pander to the OU audience? Uh, you can pander to whoever you want to pander to. Uh, I mean, the, the greatest Billy of all time. Uh, 
I gotta go. I gotta go. Billy Joel. Oh, Billy Joel. Okay. So, you're, so we're not pandering to the no. I didn't to pander. the audience. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna pander to the OU fans either. I'm okay. sure he'll be picked at some point, yeah. but I'm not starting with it right here. I'm going. My man from Varsity Blues. Give me Billy Bob. <laughs> oh, Billy that's a good Bob. one. Billy, yeah. Billy Bob. I had Billy that. Bob. Damn I it. I had that. They scanned my cat, Mox. I can play. <laughs> I give it a 10. 10. I give it a 10. <laughs> Miss Davis, you got a problem with me. You got a problem with me, Miss Davis. <laughs> Billy right. Bob, first off the board for me. All right, All right here we go. I've, I've got two golden picks here. I'm going to start it off. Give me Billy Madison. Oh, that was my next yep. one. Billy that was Madison. my next one. And then my next one might be the best pick of all. Not even an individual. Give me the old Billy Baru putter from Caddyshack. Oh, how do I spell oh, that? Oh, wow. I don't even know how to spell that. I'm going to say B, uh, Billy and then B A R O O. I did not have that on my B-A-R- list. B A R O O. Oh, oh, Billy Baru. That's okay. according to if you want to buy a replica on the internet, that's how you all spell right, it. All right, Colby. So. That's a good one. Uh, all right, so Billy Madison was the one that I was going to use here, but since Billy Madison is gone, let's pander, baby. Give me Billy Sims, one of the best running backs ever. Really? Yes. That's who you went with? Who are you going with? Billy Tubbs. Oh, I'm going Billy okay. Sims. Billy okay. T- oh, I, I, feel was, like I was thinking Sims when you said it, too. I yeah. know. I, I think that the OU fans love them both, but I think that I'll get more votes for Billy Tubbs Maybe. than Billy Sims. Maybe. I, don't know, I do love me some Billy Sims barbecue. So you're going that's Billy good. Tubbs with your next pick? Yeah, Billy okay, Tubbs. Okay, so you got one more. One more Billy. All right, so then. We're going to be leaving a lot of good Billies on the board. We are. I didn't realize there was many Billies until I started looking into it. A lot of good Billies. Because I was thinking Bills, and then you realize Billy, like, yeah. oh, there are a lot of Billies. Especially because we're in Oklahoma, so we automatically get the extra two of Billy Sims, uh, Billy Tubbs. Oh, I got a good one if one of y'all doesn't take it. I'm between two right now. Um, oh, I got two. Never mind. I'm golden. Neither one. Man, y'all are taking both they're, my they're, we, need one, we need one more Billy, Sam. You got to decide. Give us your lock of the week. You're about to be the Minnesota Vikings and lose your pick. You didn't get it in. Billy. Give us your lock of the week, Sam. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Dang Thornton. Dang it. That was one of them. Uh, that was Okay, so that was one of mine. I had two. That I was debating on for this last pick. Billy Bob Thornton was one of them. We got to do honorable mention with this. There's the, so many. The other one? Give me Billy Donovan, Oklahoma City Thunder legend. Oh, okay. You just lost all your votes. No, nope. yeah, Oklahoma it, it, City Thunder legend, Billy Donovan. <laughs> legend, yeah. Ran Kevin Durant off and with him and Russell Westbrook. Y'all missed the obvious one. Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, yeah. No, I see it was on my list. Yeah. But see, I, I, did, I wasn't debating between either of those. In mine, I was... Who was your other one? Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal Billy could have been up there. Billy, I, the, Billy the Kid, Billy Graham. I did have, if y'all took all of mine, I had Billy Horschel on my list that I could have gone to. I also had Billy Bean, yep. o- Oakland A's. Bean yep. ball, inspired or, oh, Bill, I, I thought about him. Or, or, yeah. Bill, or Billy Martin. He, he was going to be, Martin. Here, here's an under one, uh, underdog, y'all probably won't respect this. Billy D. Williams played Lando yep. Calvarizian in Star yep. Wars. Okay. Yep. I've got uh, Billy Mays was on my list, the OxyClean yep. guy. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Billy Mays. By the way. Hi, Billy Mays here. Didn't he die from his own suitcase hitting him in the head? On a plane? I have absolutely no idea. I think he that did. That doesn't sound possible. I think he did. His suitcase fell on his head? Yes. The plane landed. The, the thing opened and his suitcase landed on his head. That would be... That's how he died. A hell of a way to go. I think that's how he died. E- I mean, RIP Billy Mays. Either that or the internet just totally told me wrong. But. I think okay. the internet told you wrong. The first thing I see is cocaine a factor in Billy Mays death. I don't know if that should be shared or not. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's too late now. It's public. It's literally the first thing you pop up when you say Billy Mays. Well, how about yeah. this? Why don't I just rattle off our teams real fast? Because we got a little little sidetrack there. So, Sam, <laughs> Sam, you've got Billy Joel, Billy Tubbs, and Billy Bob Thornton. I've got uh, Billy Bob from Varsity Blues, <laughs> Billy Sims, 
Oklahoma legend and Billy Donovan, yep. one of the greatest basketball coaches uh, in the history of Florida basketball. Uh, <laughs> Tyler's got Billy Madison, Billy Baru, the putter from Caddyshack, and then Billy Ray Cyrus. So we'll tweet these I out. We'll get Billy the votes Bob going. Thornton. You stole my picks. I also wanted Billy Bob Thornton. That would have made my team a lot stronger than Billy like Donovan. It. Would have made my team a lot stronger than Billy Donovan. And so. he, here's to clear the record. Uh, Billy Mays was found in his house in Tampa, Florida on June 28, 2009. I think the internet was a little off with that one, Sam. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Don't Billy always Mays. trust Wikipedia. Uh, but always trust OxyClean. Even so, though you're so reading good. Good. <laughs> 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 All right, I think that's a good spot to wrap things up for today. Uh, or well, what about football? We want to talk a little football or no? How I mean, about, I don't necessarily about, need to. How about some of these products that Billy Mays pitched? We have Awesome Garter, a gardening tool, mini burger cooker, <laughs> snowboards, dent repairing device, broadband service, a fly trap, lawn fertilizer, and a can, a tool to help gripping, <laughs> wireless electric switch, health insurance, a shoe insert, a necktie with a hidden pocket, towel, <laughs> tile and shower cleaner, cell phone speaker system for the car. Oh, that was innovative. Uh, a wood cleaner, a knife. Knife sharpener, a, a two kitchen tools, a vacuum cleaner, a scratch remover, a lightweight steam iron. I mean, this this man was a salesman of all salesmen. <laughs> we can't uh, end the show on that. <laughs> yeah, Billy Mays. Billy Mays is where we're wrapping up the show. I can't believe he didn't get a call from Steve Stricker. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for listening once again to the 73rd Hall, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.